Hello and welcome to The Lowdown, Carers Link's podcast for unpaid carers who live or care for someone who lives in East Dumbartonshire. My name's Katie and I'm your host today. And today we are recording one of our office banter episodes where you get to know a bit more about the, the staff at Carers Link. And we've had a recent influx of staff coming in. So I've asked two of them to join me today and talk a bit about what their, their roles are within Carers Link and a bit about themselves as well. So I'm joined by Johnny and by Patricia. So Johnny, if, do you want to go first and just give us a brief introduction to yourself? Yeah, absolutely no problem at all. So hello, everybody. I am Johnny Cochran. I am 25 years old and I've recently joined for the position of young care support worker. Um, so that's I'll be working with Lauren, who is something you might have already know or know about at least. Um, kind of work that we'll be doing, I'll be going around the local schools and areas helping with uh, kids who are carers uh, age 8 to 25. I'll be running some groups, running some one-to-one sessions and just making sure that any questions or any support that's needed, I can make sure to get out there and get that quality support on their doorstep, either in the schools or in afternoon groups uh, or after-school groups as well at the same time as well. So looking forward to hopefully meeting everybody at some point as well. Okay, thank you very much. And Patricia? Hello, my name is Patricia and I've recently joined um, Carers Link as a wellbeing advisor. I've been in the job a few weeks. Prior to that, I was doing my counselling placement at Carers Link. So I was one of the volunteer counsellors with Carers Link. I'm sharing the post of wellbeing advisor with Claire. So between us, we're hoping to just work with any clients, any carers who because of their caring role, it's having an impact on their well-being. And that's that could be anything. Well-being, sometimes people just think that about physical health or mental health. But it's also about how much they're getting out, how much they're socialising. Are they getting intellectually stimulated? Are there things that they might like to do, you know, that engage the brain? And also, obviously, maybe get out more, socialise with people. Just anything that's going to help the individual feel better in general about themselves, um, well-being, feel more healthy, all right, not just physically, but just generally and all round. So, yep, that's what we're looking to do. <laughs> okay, that's great. Thank you very much. So, so Patricia, what attracted you to apply for the, the role of well-being advisor? I, I was coming to the end of, I've done a diploma in cognitive behavioural therapy so I was coming to the end of that and I was going to naturally be looking for a job anyway and Carers Link were looking for a wellbeing advisor and that to me that's very important for everybody keeping healthy feeling healthy and again wellbeing I'm a kind of passionate about it because that's not just about physical health it's about all aspects of our wellbeing and I think and having talked to the carers that I'm working with just now, that gets lost. The person, you know, the carer gets lost, not deliberately, but because they're so busy caring for someone or someone's um, that they can lose their sense of self and they can lose the motivation or even the energy to start 
looking at things for themselves and doing things for themselves and having worked in uh, mental health for a large number of years if you work on any aspect of your well-being it usually has a positive impact on other aspects um, so helping carers to even look at one small it might be big but even one small thing and helping them to move and progress with that hopefully would then help them to feel better about other aspects of their well-being as well so I, I think it's really important I've always thought it was really important not that I'm very good sometimes at doing it for myself yeah that's the usual isn't it um but I'm, I'm good at telling other people how to do it <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yes, I think that's true of so many mm. of us, isn't it? We're very good at telling other people how to do things. <laughs> so, Johnny, what, what about you? What attracted you to the, to the post? So I'm kind of a bit the opposite from Patricia. I didn't really have any experience in terms of working with young carers. What I had though was lived experience in terms of that. So I was a young carer for my little brother who is, was born with autism. He has a number of other problems basically, but he was born 24 weeks premature. Um, so I was a young carer myself, but when I was in that kind of caring role, uh, still technically in the age range as it had been 25, but like in the main part of like my caring experience when I was younger, going through high school, going through primary school, I didn't actually realise I was a young carer. So what attracted me to this role, obviously, was the fact is that there's a lot of people out there that don't know that they're actually, a, one, a carer, or two, where to look for the support, or even as well, how to get the support to them in, in terms of like when they're in teenage years, especially as well, a lot of uh, after, after teenage years and going into the younger adults and forward. So what I'm looking to do in this role is to make sure that I can be there for that support network, to make sure that I can branch out to kids in the Eastern Barkingshire area and the younger adults as well, to make sure that if they need that support, they have me that they can contact and I can look that up for them and also make sure that they have these groups here so they can relieve some stress. If they want to talk to me one-to-one, -one, I can make sure to be out there to just hear them going throughout their day. If they need any counselling or emotional support, obviously I'm here as well, or I can set up counselling as well for them to talk to professional to get that quality there. Much like Patricia, um, it's underutilised sometimes a lot of kids, but it's hidden a lot of the, the caring side of things and they, they suffer in silence a lot of times and through no fault of their own because sometimes they just don't know exactly where to go or what to do. So this is what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to start in the new year, uh, working with schools in Mogai, Bears Den, uh, basically, basically to make sure that we can get these groups set up and get that support network there basically as well. Anywhere across like as well, Hillfoot, uh, into Westerton as well. That's what we're looking to try and build these support networks to make sure that if someone needs that support, I can be there for them at that moment in time and do the best possible situation. So we've with the group sessions that we run, um, they're after school, so they're monthly for kids. And also as well, I can come into the schools and do one-to-ones, as I said, and group sessions as well. So there's a variety of things that are available. And I want to make sure that we get this set up as quickly as possible. But for me, it was just, I didn't realise I was one. I want to make sure that I can let someone know that if they realise that, that they are one, there's support there and they can get that, you know, you know just help them any way possible. So, I think that's actually right. a common theme is people of all ages mm -hmm. not recognising when, when they're a carer. So could you kind of yeah. briefly give a description, I mean, not a description because they're all different, but, but you know, what, what makes a young carer yeah. a, a young carer kind of thing? 
Yeah, so there's multiple different ones. So like uh, the most uh, kind of like well-known one is things like additional supports needs and or if you have a sibling or maybe a, a parent that's struggling with like disability or autism or something along those lines. Um, other things as well is um, like substance abuse uh there's things like terminal illness there's uh, mental health there's physical health there's a variety of different kind of combinations as well of that at the same time as well that can lead to someone being a young carer so um we always use like examples of um um there's a kid in Carpentilla whose name's Arthur his mum uh is just has down days basically where she's unable to get out of bed or you know go to school uh, get them dressed for school or cook them breakfast so he does that for him and his little brother and that's kind of scenario scenarios that we have in PowerPoints we read off to the kids to make sure that they know it's just not all about disability and it's not all just about you know additional support needs there's other more hidden kind of things like a parent you know that just doesn't have the ability or as maybe as I said maybe is kind of reliant on certain uh, narcotics or maybe some uh, like a crutch basically as well so there's loads of different other things that are just very very hidden that we need to make sure that we can reach and it can be a bit like of a sensitive topic talking about it because obviously you don't really hear about kids suffering but what we want to make sure that we do is uh, not to say normalize them but rationalize it to make sure that it's there and if we need to get make sure we can get that support we can get that to them basically and they are allowed to talk about it because when I was a young carer I didn't talk about stuff a lot and sometimes you just need a rebrand or something like that as well to make sure you can get it out of your system as well so I'm just looking to make sure that I'm there for them no matter what in terms of that situation so yeah but it's a lot, as you say, a lot of stuff is hidden. So, like, uh, but it's good that it's been brought to the forefront, and there's now like more studies on it, basically showing that it's not just like very, so we say, black and white. It's fair. There's there's a lot of grey areas that we can build on, but we can make sure to work with these people as well. So, I think that's really important because I think mean, children in need, obviously, is one of the fundraising things that's mm -hmm. coming up, and often you see young carers on on children yeah. in need, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. But you also see them with huge roles as a young carer, really intensive roles, and I think it's important to realise that's not always the case it's... yeah absolutely you're spot on um, absolutely so Patricia uh, Johnny talked there about talking and obviously as a counselling is yeah, one of the talking yeah, therapists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, are you using that um in, in when you're talking to people and not not kind of in the technical sense but but your skills in talking to people is that something you use a lot when you're talking to carers yeah definitely yeah because um, the biggest thing, and, and Johnny said it as well, for a lot um, of the, the people that I've been working with, but even prior to that, for a lot of people, it's, it's about having someone who'll listen without judgment. You know, I said, I'll tell them what to do. I don't tell them what to do without telling the person what to do. Do you know what I mean? Helping them to get to the point where making suggestions, yeah, but get the, them get to the point where they say, actually, that is what I want to do. And that will help if I, I do that and then help them to look at how to do it. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of basic foundation skills, more of counselling. Yep, listening, empathy, non-judgmental, you know, just. And one of the other things is is affirmation, is just saying, yep, you're right. That is a terrible place that you're in, you know letting them hear that actually somebody else one person that I've been working with uh, just said that uh, the person that she cares for their disability is visible not disability but the things that she has are not visible and because she's caring for the person then and I think that can quite often happen as well the caring role is seen as that's the person you know that's their persona that, that, that and therefore their job if you like is to care for 
all right, and that's what they're doing, but their own issues that have come about maybe because of that or maybe because of something else aren't really being heard and aren't really being listened to so I think that's a that's a big part of the job you know just yeah to be able to listen and to be able to give that affirmation that yeah I can hear that that's a huge struggle you know yeah so what kind of things can you help them with what what are you finding a what conclusions are they coming to themselves that that could actually improve their their well-being well it's it's really different um, some people are, are very specific, you know, that they know that for a number of people, it, so there's financial wellness, okay, and but for a number of people, they're fine about paying the book, but there's no extra money to do something that they want. So we, we can help with that. For others, it's perhaps their role has changed, their caring role has changed, which means they have maybe got some more time you know like if someone goes into a nursing home or the cared for goes into a nursing home then the carer hasn't lost that role but there's a huge bit of time you know where previously when they were doing that caring roles are not and it can get a bit lost about well what do I do <laughs> and how, you know how do I do it so we we can help with that it's it's great it is great because it's really varied okay and I would just say whatever the person feels they need a bit of help with in order to uh, feel a bit better about themselves and improve their well-being um we'll have a go <laughs> We'll, we'll have a crack at it and, and see if, uh, you know, working together, we, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking the both of you have only been in post a few weeks. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> Johnny, is there something that, that's, that you've come across in the role that surprised you, that you didn't necessarily expect to come across? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm not working with kids before. I forget how direct they are sometimes. So they'll just, they'll just, um, I had quite a funny story where someone's like, you know, tell me I look like a video game character and I was not expecting it because it just was like a, I was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's from like my age. Like, so I don't know how you guys know that, but that's fair enough. Like, also, they're very much just like um, going into schools has been quite eye opening for me, basically, because um, the head teachers, is better that I, I met with some head teachers recently this week, and those people are champions. They're, they're run off their feet. Like, I don't know how I could, they could do it, basically, but like, they know so much about the kind of the backgrounds of their, the kids that are in their school they know about um the the ways that their the parents are in terms of that how they treat their kids and stuff like that as well they know a little bit about every single backstory basically so when i've been trying to go into the schools to work with them they've been able to tell me so much information uh, in terms of if they are a young carer or not or if there's a suspicion about that and that is really really good to see because obviously I, when I'm working quite closely with the education system um, in terms of like obviously when we, I go into schools the first thing I do is meet with the head teachers and so far they've been able to feed me information in terms of like this could be a kid that's is being a young carer or you know we've had suspicions of that so it's lovely to see that they care basically that's been nice to see because I had, had a bit of a worry that um, not to say that like head teachers were uncaring per se but they might not know in terms of like and I have to go through you know quite a thorough like through the presentation stuff like that as well but every single person I've met so far they've really been able to help me in terms of my role which is really nice to see and the kids as well they sometimes tell you some of the groups are just so funny they'll just be like oh we did this and did this and they'll rattle off things for 10 minutes I was like I just I wasn't asking that but fair enough 
<laughs> like um, they'll just they'll just tell you how their play-doh was or something like that and you're like right okay but i was asking how you are um but like it's it's really really fun work that's the main, main thing i've worked what come from this is how fun it's been so far because i was i've never worked with kids so i i thought i'd be okay but like i just i've thrown myself into it because I've, i really want to do well at this and like they've matched my energy which is just all well being above and beyond my energy but you know like like you know it's been there it's been lovely so far so i just it's, it's been pretty good that's the main thing so i'm very surprised at how well it's gone so far touch wood <laughs> just the main thing so <laughs> and, and what about you patricia is there anything is there anything that's surprised you in in the role do you know what? I this sounds a bit vain, if you like, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. What I'm, I am uh, really pleased about is, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the variety, uh, maybe the breadth of, you know, like things that that people are are looking to to work on or to improve on. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of all I can come up with. Sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's it's a question, and you've given it an answer. That's all. <laughs> I'll I'll throw in one more as well. How nice everyone in the office is. Our <laughs> colleagues will all be great so far. So, right, yeah. Oh, you had to say that, Johnny. You had to. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sorry, I've got a brownie uh, points. I'm looking for brownie points here. Okay. <laughs> so. I won't ask you who the nicest is then, because <laughs> that might might lose you brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. That no, absolutely. So is there anything, Patricia, that you're looking particularly forward to looking to do, you know, that you think this is this is something I can do, which is going to make not just for one person, but maybe for for, you know, in general could make a big difference to people? Well, we, we have just very briefly touched on maybe doing some groups. I'm not sure how, but we have touched briefly on that. And that I think that would, and I know that Carers Link have a whole lot of groups anyway, you know, so it would it would not to be a, to do a group just for the sake of it, but would there be something that, you know, from the, the work that Claire and I are doing, finding that there's a general kind of, Theme that theme's the wrong word, but there's there's a general a topic kind of thing, something that everybody Yeah, or a yeah. general aspect of people's well being yeah. that seems to come up quite a lot. We could maybe, you know, the thinking is that if there is something like that, then we could maybe run a group so that that would give, well, it would give people the peer support, but also hopefully help them to develop the skills, you know, that would then mean that, so just an example off the top of my head, but it's not even one that, but maybe some assertiveness skills, you know, and I I think Rose already does some work on that, but there might be some work from the wellbeing clients that we're working with that either we could, we could signpost them to Rose's group or or you know if there's an another aspect of that we might be able to do a group on that so that uh, perhaps something yeah I mean I'm thinking you know I think one of the things that surprises me a lot is how well-being actually falls into just about everybody's yeah. role within within the mm-hmm. organization that I don't think there's a single person that's not mm-hmm. trying to support nope. someone's nope. well-being yeah yeah I'm hoping that that uh, having us now is a it will be a, a support to the other members of staff as well, you know, because everyone in the, the voluntary sector or my experience as a voluntary sector is you have your job and then there's there's those those other bits that are kind of that are not added but you, you feel you want to do in order to help the person that, that you're working with. So 
yeah, hopefully that might be a, a bit more support to other members of staff as well, that if they're working with someone and they're working on a particular thing and there's an aspect of that person's well-being that we can help with, then hopefully that would be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, it's that holistic um, yeah. way of working, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Johnny, I think you've probably answered the question already in, in what, <laughs> what you said, but just, just a brief summary, kind of, you know, what, is, what are you um, most looking forward to, to, to doing? So, well, in terms of like the group, obviously getting the group started, that's self-explanatory. I'm looking forward to very much getting into the schools to meet some of the kids and stuff like that, get out talking with them, work out exactly how we can go forward in terms of like organising after school groups or, you know, groups actually into the school so I can sit down with them and everyone just get to know the kids and, you know, establish that communication with them and hopefully help support them. What I'm really looking forward to, like starting next year, hopefully I'm going to go, we're trying this out right now because Lauren's a trooper right now, so she's trying to get it organized basically but um is cooking classes for some young adult carers so because they are they're, some of them have left school basically and um i met we went to a group with them and they were kind of you know like they were like oh we don't really eat well and like sometimes as well and because they're like some of them are in between jobs or like university or maybe just taking a gap year or something like that so i'm looking forward to getting that set up because i would i when i was that age around about 16 17 18 uh, or maybe going into about 19 i could not cook or anything like, you know had those kind of skills basically so i'm looking to try and get that sorted for them because that's a key life skill that they can take forward with them basically and they could be a bit more you know independent as well at the same time as well and everyone that, that is a carer they actually i feel maybe this is me just kind of like portraying you know like this but i loved the independence that i had when i did something for myself basically because i people some people always relied on me so when i had the independence to do something it felt really really nice that was for me anyway so and if someone feels like that as well maybe get even learn to cook if they don't they already know how great they can just add to their skills but um see getting something like that set up would be really really awesome uh also summer i'm looking forward to summer when we get eventually get into it because there's apparently a residential and I love things like that, going outdoors, like, and that stuff. So I think that'll be awesome. And kids, like, love residentials. I, I know that from experience. So, like, I'm really looking forward to that situation. But honestly, this year is all about getting a foothold because Lawrence does really, really well with certain areas, obviously, East of Barnsley, and I'm looking to kind of mirror that and get this quality support all across. And you're right, well-being is everywhere. That well, I want to bring that into the schools as well, make sure the well-being is there for the kids. They have that quality support. And we can, you know, make sure that no one is left behind that's the be all and end all for me Yep. So I think hopefully people have got a, a picture now of, of, of you and your, your jobs and, and what you're doing. So we'll just do a little bit about you as, as individuals yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, do you know, there's something I have to say, you talk about cooking skills. It's really interesting mm -hmm. because I have three daughters who mm -hmm. are now late 20s, early 30s. And the one thing that they say to me that they appreciate from when they were young children is from probably from when they were about nine or 10, they each cooked a meal a week mm -hmm. in our family. Oh, and, mm -hmm. and they say that that's the one thing, that, um, I don't know whether I did anything else good at all, but they do tell me that <laughs> that's the one thing they really appreciate in that they, they are able to, to cook. And I think particularly now with the cost of living crisis as well, you know, if you can cook a healthy, cheap meal, which yeah, you, can, yeah. you can yeah. cook them, yeah. Although cooking, actually getting the heat is probably the most expensive bit of it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, you know, you can, you can 
help address the the cost of living crisis if you can cook yourself mm -hmm. a decent meal especially when you there's like one pot things as well which is mm -hmm. like you know you can all just do it and like you just throw it all into a pot get that done in like and 10 15 minutes and that can last four meals sometimes as well so it's even something as simple as that oh uh, like, no well see in my student days that was the pot exactly the same you get the big pot out and he said what's in the fridge let's chuck it all in there uh, uh put a wee bit of salt in it and then throw it in the bin because it was usually disgusting I call that the student classic there. <laughs> like that's, that's when you have nothing left to eat. You're like in the hall. In oh, the, yeah, in the yeah. Oh, uh -huh. so, but yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like... lovely now. Oh, uh -huh. The other thing, you can do a meal in a mug in a microwave. <laughs> you know, that's that yeah. would actually, that would be probably a cooking skill you should maybe get them doing. Yeah, that's how that <laughs> Or Yeah, or you get back really late at night, you're like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's better if you leave it in the fridge for a day. I have to say, oh. what doesn't taste better after it's been standing for a day? Milk that's one day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, I think, okay. going on right. the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. So my next question then is is kind of more about, about you as, as individuals. So, um, so Johnny, what's your favourite thing to do when you're not at work? Uh, so... Um, it depends in terms of like what I'm feeling for the day. Honestly, I'm a bit like that kind of person. So um, what I like to do though um, right now in terms of things is go to the gym. Um, well, I'm trying to like better myself a little bit in terms of that and uh, get a little bit more healthier. But I love camping. See anything like see outdoor kind of activities. Really, really, really enjoy that stuff. So rock climbing. I go sometimes rock climb as well. That's really, that's really cool. Um, I love going uh, like just away for a weekend. Uh, going to like on a train, or um, sometimes my friends and me go out to like the islands and stuff like that as well, and just go camping for a weekend. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the big kick for the last year because with the coronavirus we got trapped inside quite a lot so i want to try and get an experience as much as possible because i had like a year and a half of just basically sitting inside staring at a screen so i wanted to you know get out do some camping do some like rock climbing outdoor outdoor activities basically for me um and apart from that as well just if i'm having a more chill night um it's just generally sitting playing games that's that's what i do for myself really honestly so like because that allows me to relax and switch off sometimes so which i think we all need a little bit just sit in front of the tv just zone out <laughs> a bit so yeah and and what about you patricia what's your favorite thing to do so there's quite a few but the the biggest two for me are um, reading i love reading um my mother used to get so annoyed with me because she would shout at me like five times and I'd be so into this book that I never heard her until the sixth time so that's been me since I was the age of five reading's been a, a passion and a, and a pleasure for me but the mother passion and pleasure is um, singing uh, uh, particularly uh, singing and acting dancing not really uh, but I do love doing musicals and plays so I, I take part in a lot of musicals and, and quite a few plays uh, in my spare time yeah so can we come on come, have you got one planned for Christmas that we can come along and see oh oh yes yes I have <laughs> yes um I haven't actually put it out there yet because I thought I'm only just in the door <laughs> Uh, but I'm doing Nativity. Uh -huh. Do you know the film? I know the film. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, my my group Pantheon are doing Nativity the musical in uh, the Theatre Royal uh, the first week in December. 
I think that deserves a, a, a Keras link night out. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, right. I'll get on to that one then. I love that idea. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I've been to see, what did I go and see Pantheon doing? It was, a, it was I think it was Jesus Christ Superstar, I think. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been to their performances before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they're a really good group, not just because I'm in it. I'm not just saying that, <laughs> but yeah, they're a really good group. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's fun. That's real fun to mm -hmm. do just now. Uh, yeah, and Marita, and that's, that's my, that my main two. I do a bit of Zumba to try and keep a bit fit, Johnny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's my main things. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. I, I was going, my next question was going to be, can you tell us something about you that surprises you? But I think you've already done that, Patricia. <laughs> Yeah, you've nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I'm a very shy and retired in person mm. normally. Do you know what I mean? So You believe that audience, oh, don't you? Never. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. <laughs> Women fantasy. Uh, what about you, Johnny? Is there anything that would surprise us about you? Well, my mum always said that um, she said she said you have this skill to talk like you know exactly what you're talking know what you're talking about, but have no idea. <laughs> so, um, and that's probably it surprises people a lot because I say things with certain confidence, and they'll be like, "Oh, really?" I'll be like, "I have no clue what I'm doing." <laughs> what I'm talking about, which sometimes can go hand in hand. There's bits that I know and bits that I don't. But like, so I'd always say it's um, the most interesting thing. Probably just like is. I will say certain things and they'll, they'll be like, oh, okay, I, that sounds interesting. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> so um, uh, apart from that, really, um, nothing really surprising. I'm kind of like an open book. Like if you ask me something, I'll tell you exactly, you know, what, what I feel and stuff like that. But that would probably be the main one. <laughs> so, Okay. Right. So we're, we're coming to the end and I'm going to ask the question that I always ask everyone at the end of, of a podcast. Um, so I'll go with Patricia first. So yeah. Patricia, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, do you know, <laughs> there are so many. Um, I think it's pistachio. Yes. Huh? Yes. Do you know, I'm going to, at the end of this, I'm going to make a, a record of what everybody's <laughs> favorites are and then I'll, I'll come up with the ultimate favorite <laughs> ice cream. So, Johnny, what about you? There's there's two for me that are on par. Uh, so I'm a bit of a cop out here, sorry, but like um, Raspberry Ripple and Tablet for me, those those are I can't. They're just they're just both good. <laughs> they're very different in a sense, aren't they? Yeah, that's why I like them. So they kind of like they I change depending on what yeah. goes for the day. But yeah, I can never judge between those two. And would that be uh, in a cone, in a bowl, or in a sundae, or how would you like your ice cream? cone stacked on top oh. of each other like <laughs> like as much ice cream as you can put on the cone and then a flake in it and that's the one and then some, some yeah. raspberry sauce that's it like, cone yeah. for you as well cone yeah. for me yeah. as well yes yeah. okay. right. <laughs> so I, I know well so after we've been to see nativity the musical at the theater royal we will have to buy ice creams in cones somehow we'll have to find an ice cream shop somewhere in glasgow yes. um and yes. go out and, and have our favorite ice creams <laughs> That's, that's, that's a, a great one. idea. I love that. Love that so much. I'm I'm going to put it to the team now. When I come off the recording this, I'm going to put an email out there. I have no doubt that's going to be there. That'll be wonderful. So, so okay. Well, Katie, sorry, I know we're finished. No, we're not finished. Uh, no, I can probably say. Well, I'll just say it just now. So, uh, have I said that I'm going to Florida? No, you haven't weeks? said you're going to Florida. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Anyway, 
but it's just about the so I can if whether people go or not it's, it's fine I can send you a ticket link and then that means you're straight in and you can if if people decide they want to come there's a wee ticket link where you can book the tickets is that all right mm-hmm. yeah and do you know what I'll put it in the uh is, is it okay to go public with that oh aha uh-huh. Oh, with the ticket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'll put okay. it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And then if anyone Great. wants Hell to, yeah. they, can, <laughs> they can come along too. Eras like day, like yeah. Do you, what are you playing, Patricia? How will they know it's you? What What's your What's your character? Oh no, I'm I'm just I'm in the company. I've not I've not pretended got company, a character. Right. I'm in the company, but I'm at the front quite a lot. <laughs> Sharp elbows. I've got my elbows my way to the front, so. Make sure you're make sure you're front and centre for that stay big goal. A, a couple basically. of times, Johnny, a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Right. Okay. Right. I think that's a very good way to end. <laughs> so, so thank you to, to both of you for um for joining me today and for sharing your your thoughts and and your um experiences um the next for for the listeners out there the next podcast we um patricia's already mentioned claire that she shares her job with um so we're going to talk to to claire and we're also going to talk to veronica who is our new fundraising coordinator so that's the next uh one that's planned so and as ever if you have any thoughts or ideas as to what you would like us to to make a podcast about if there's anything you want to find out about then please do get in touch um all the the links will be in the show notes um and uh, i look forward to the next time so thank you for listening and goodbye bye now bye